This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the All-Star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Welcome to another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Andrew Chafin, the new left-hander, will join us. Jan Gomes, the new catcher from the Nats. Chip Hale will be by to talk about Josh Harrison and Jan Gomes. And then our old friend, and he's a terrific A, Mike Gallego. But we'll start with the new lefty, Andrew Chafin. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the program. And uh, welcome to A's Cast Live. Thank you very much. Uh, I got to tell you, I love your real estate strategy. I wish I would have used that when I got my last house. Just throw it out there on Twitter. Uh, You you find me a boat. I'll get you some tickets. I'll get you a case of beer. Uh, I love the strategy. How's it going? Are are you close to getting a boat to live on? No, it seems like all the marinas have some legal issues you can't really get around too awful easy. So I'm not sure we're going to be able to pull this one off. But I did like the strategy going to Twitter. It's a lot cheaper than having an agent. Oh, yeah. And you get you reach out to more people instantly, and it's like, boom. And then you get half of them to retweet it, and it's out to thousands more people. It's just a quick and efficient way to uh, try to get things done. Plus, it's, you know, it's always fun interacting with the fans. You know, I, I love your comment to David Ross when he told you you got tree you got traded. You go, I have I have I have one bad outing and you get rid of me. Uh, that was a great line, but obviously not easy to lo- leave Chicago. But now you're on a contender with Oakland. How does that feel? Yeah, it's always exciting to be able to go out there and you know have the best chance possible to win. And I guess Chicago, you know, wasn't planning out panning out quite like that. And you know, it, it's a business, so. Now I ended up here, and now I'm going to go out here and do everything I can try to try to win a championship. So you also said you don't know much about the AL West. So how much are you going to have to study, like for this series, when you're taking on the Angels for four? We'll just say I'll know what I need to know when I need to know it, and that's about all we're going to worry about. So I, I'm big on keeping it simple, and you know, just attacking the hitters with my best pitches. Hope for the best. You know what? I, I love that strategy because I do think we get too wrapped up into too much data. We get wrapped up into <clears throat> into too much video. And there's a reason why you got here. And why not utilize the stuff that got you here? Get guys out with what you do well versus worrying about so much what the hitters do well. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I've always been a big fan of just keep things simple. Um, as far as the analytical side of things, I don't care for it whatsoever. But, you know, that's each his own on that, I suppose. Um, but yeah, just go out there and I mean, to be honest, my pretty much my approach is just up and then down and away, bounce the breaking ball. Not necessarily in that order. That's that's the scattering report on ninety five percent of all hitters. So, like it's stupid simple. 
<laughs> yet yeah, you're a reliever. You come in, you throw strikes, you strike guys out, you do your job. It's not, it's not, it's not like you're going, right. it's not like you're going through the lineup three times. Right. Right. Yeah. If I face more than three hitters, I screwed up. So when <laughs> you go into the clubhouse and this has always been a, a, a loosey goosey clubhouse, what'd you think when uh, you started to meet the, your new teammates, the Oakland athletics? No, it seems like I'm going to fit in real well with these this group of guys. Uh, a lot of guys with common interests and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's going to be a fun time. How was how was your uh, first conversation or any conversation since you got here with Bob Melvin? Uh, relatively short and sweet. Uh, just uh, we both were busy doing everything we got to do throughout the day, so didn't have a ton of time to sit and really chat, but. Yeah, I think we're going to get along good and be able to work together well. You know, one guy that uh, you're probably going to face in this series, Shohei Otani, talk about what it'll be like your approach against a guy that uh, is having a phenomenal year at the plate. Up and in, down and away, bounce the breaking ball. There you go. That's, That's simple. I love it. I don't it. care who's in the box. I'm going to go out and just do my best to execute what pitch I want to throw at that point in time, and I don't really care who's hitting him. If he beats me on one of my bastard sliders, well, put my cap and move on to the next guy. It's, I mean, it's there's no point in getting worked up who's standing in that box. You can strike them all out. You know, I saw an interview that you did while you were with the Chicago Cubs, and you're an outdoorsy guy, and you don't have a problem uh, taking handling your own business, whether it's your boat, your truck. Uh, talk about your interest away from the field. Oh man, uh, I get into all sorts of everything. Really, we got a almost 300 acre farm back home, and just you know, working on all the equipment there, keeping things going. Um, you know, I like wrenching on stuff, fabricating things, fishing, hunting, basically anything you can get dirty doing. I enjoy. Yeah, you're gonna have to do. It. I'm sure you've done some deep sea fishing, right? Uh, a handful of times, not nothing like major sport fishing. We go out for some yellowtail. I think a lot of times I'd have off days in uh, San Diego with the Diamondbacks, and I'd have a charter lined up out there to get out and eh, we'd get offshore a good ways. But haven't got any to like the, the big time sport fishing yet. But I'm sure that'll come in time. Yeah, that could be a good trip going on uh, going under the Golden Gate Bridge and going out and fishing. I think I think you guys would have a blast. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you, you put me in my creek back home with a little ice fishing rod catching creek chub all day, and I'm having fun. So big boat, big fish, be even more fun. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, when you start thinking about chasing the Houston Astros, you know, what is that mindset when, when you got a team in front of you and you know you're going to have a bunch of games in division and it's going to be about reeling in the Houston Astros? You got to take it one pitch at a time. Like, you ain't going to – Cut down a week, a three game. I don't know what, how far behind. I don't look at numbers, but like, like, like for me personally, it's it's one pitch at a time. I got, I got one job: execute this pitch, move on to the next pitch, and and in the grand scheme of things, in theory, it all pays off. Like sitting there, like, oh, we got to do this, we got to do that. No, well, like we're 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 doing way too much at once, kind of thing. Like one step at a time, one game at a time. You know, that Chicago team you're on had a lot of talent, and for some reason, it just went south. Are, are you shocked the way this thing may be ending up with so many good players from the Cubs being traded, going to other teams? I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I don't, I'm not 
I don't have a ton to say about that, really. I mean, you know, good teams have bad years and bad teams have good years. It's a business and just got to do what you got to do. And I don't know. I guess I don't really have much to say on that. <laughs> well, I got to say, thanks for stopping by. I can't wait to meet you here at the Coliseum. We actually do this show from the field before the game. So it'll be great to meet you. It's great to have you here. And uh, on the way out, Marte, who you know, what kind of player are the A's getting with him? Great dude, great dude to have around in the clubhouse. Uh, he goes out and plays hard, works hard, and can't ask for much more than that from somebody. Like I'm really looking forward to playing with him again, and uh, I think it's definitely a great bat to add to the lineup. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He's gonna he's gonna bring a lot. He's a I mean he's a really dynamic player. When you talk about affecting the box score in a lot of ways, just talk about how dynamic he is with his entire game: offense, defense, running the bases. He does it all. Yep, sure does. Hey, well, thank you for the time, and we'll see you in Oakland. Yep, sounds good. Take care now, bud. I got to tell you, Jan Gomes is a huge pickup, and I couldn't wait to interview him because I know he's such a good interview. Here is the A's new catcher. And Jan Gomes is going to join us here as we get ready for a little A's baseball, as it's great to have him on for the first time. I'm Chris Townsend. I've been doing this show for years with the A's and just want to welcome you to the A's fan base. It's great to have you on the program. Well, I appreciate it. Do I stand up or sit down? You can do whatever you want. Oh, well, we'll sit down. So I got to tell you, uh, we were all so excited when this trade was made, uh, what you guys bring to the ball club. What was it like for you? No, I mean, obviously sad probably leaving the Nats, sure. but now you're coming to a ball club where you have an opportunity to win. Yeah, anytime a, a ball club that's, you know, in a playoff contention and just like these guys are here, uh, wanting you and trading for you is always a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing from a career standpoint. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's a great clubhouse. Uh, I've gotten to play against some of these guys a lot. Uh, they weren't very fun to play against. <laughs> it's a, a bunch of good young guys. So, uh, yeah, um, um, leaving D.C. was uh, definitely sad. That, that last week was uh, kind of a weird week. We all kind of, like, had heard that trades were about to happen or we weren't sure what was going to happen and uh when you start seeing six or seven guys get traded all on the same day uh it's kind of a weird moment but um you know uh now we're here uh try to get this team uh pushing them and uh just do uh just got to follow suit uh these guys are doing a great job already so a former coach of yours good friend of our program chip hale (laughs) we had him on once you guys were traded and you know the thing that we talked about about you guys coming over you're bringing championship pedigree. You know what it's like to be at the top to win a World Series. What do you see in this A's ball club that you think can maybe get you to that point? I think we're seeing the the because there's so many uh, of guys that have played together here, um, and you're starting to see them all come together. And it's you know it's like it's that that little hump. It's you just got to get over it, and then this next thing you know, this team is in the playoffs for a long time. I think this team's got the. Uh, capability of doing it, our pitch, from our pitching staff to our bullpen, and definitely the young core guys here. Uh, it's a, a really good ball club. They've smelt it before. They've been there. So it's just that um, it's just that like extra hump. Uh, we did it a couple of times when I was in Cleveland. Um, definitely in D.C. We just, you know, you got hot at the right time. And I think this is a, it's a dangerous club to play against. You know, when we talked to Chip, it, it was just it was so odd that every, you know, so many guys, it's like you guys and the Cubs so many guys were traded. What what was that like when all of a sudden, you know, you're looking around, everybody's getting dealt. Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, and now Dodgers. I mean, what was that whole situation like? Yeah, um, the the last couple of days we were all um, kind of texting each other, uh, and we had that 
that small COVID outbreak. So we, we didn't play a couple of games. We had a lot of time to talk and, uh, it, it was strange for sure. Um, it was, um, it was a very tight knit group. Uh, a lot of older guys, a lot of guys that, uh, we're on that 19 group. Uh, we had a great time, obviously, you know, winning the World Series. And, um, but we, we saw it. We saw the writing on the wall. Uh, we um, we, we kind of got told that last couple weeks that uh, we had to do something or we were going to trade because a lot of free agents coming. And um, we um, obviously didn't play very well uh, that last week, and uh, we saw what happened. Well, you come over to Josh, and now with the news with Ramon Laureano, I think it just looms large that his versatility, you know, can he play second? He can play third. Now he's going to be out and left. Just talk about what he brings to the table every day. And I think he'll, he'll bring even more than that that you, probably, you guys probably won't see. Uh, the guy's a, a tremendous energy in the clubhouse. Definitely brings a, a lot of fun, no matter how he's doing or what's happening. He's going to bring uh, – that fun atmosphere to um, with himself, and uh, I think that's something that you always need in the clubhouse. You know, when I think about you and when a catcher gets traded to a new team, you've got a whole new <laughs> pitching staff, right? Yeah. And that's the thing about a catcher. Not only do you need to know the starters, you need to know the relievers. Take us through that process, how you're learning these A's pitchers, and what makes them tick. Yeah, um, well, the what makes them tick I probably don't know just yet. I think that's going to take a couple, uh, couple outings, and uh, – but really, it's just uh, uh, communication, just being able to um, really just have open communication with them. I, uh, my main thing is like, hey, just let me know because I won't, you know, I've, you know, I've gotten to watch you guys, but I don't know what, you know, from a scout in the port. I, I can sit and read a paper and tell me how you pitch, but I want to know, you know, the guys and how they, you know, on the mound. Can I have a conversation with you or, or do you guys, you know, like to be left alone? So uh, I think um, – you know, I've already kind of uh, started to build a little bit of a relationship with some of these guys, but um, I think within the next couple of days, uh, it's going to get better for sure. What's it like, uh, your manager? He's a former catcher too. Mm-hmm. How good is that? Oh, it, it, I think that part uh, is going to play uh, a huge factor. Uh, just having the uh, the open line of communication with with him and Marcus and even Emo. Uh, these guys are uh, they're they're really good guys to talk to already, and I'm excited to just uh, get to learn from them. You know, very rare when you get traded. Do you then have some days off at home, which <laughs> yeah. gives you so? T- I, I've been mentioning like this is big. Like you play in San Diego, sure. you have Monday off. You got to find a place to live. You play two games, mm-hmm. and you had yesterday off, mm-hmm. where you kind of get you know settled a little bit. How big were those days off for you? Uh, well, those days off are good because uh, you know the family's here, uh, getting to enjoy some uh, some of the last week with them. Uh, my daughter will start school, so they'll be heading home, way out east uh, in Tennessee. So. Uh, but this is going to be a hotel living for me. Uh, I'm not I'm trying to sign no lease or anything like that. I'm just going to try to stay in a hotel, having somebody clean my room when, I, when I'm not there. So uh, since my wife is not there. so. Uh, but really, um, those days off are good. But uh, I also kind of want to spend some more time at the ballpark, uh, kind of get to know the guy. So uh, I'm excited for, you know, the road trip and um, just to get, uh, even though we have another, another off day coming up. But uh just get some games in under my belt and uh, just getting to learn more more from these guys. Well, I know you got to get to meetings, but I just want to tell you that th- this fan base is jacked right now. They yeah. were so excited. Also, with Starling coming, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys bring all-star games and World Series rings, and we're just thrilled to have you here. And this is a sprint. I don't even want to talk wild card. It's about chasing down those Absolutely. Astros. Absolutely, man. We're uh, we're not settling for the wild card. We're definitely uh, pushing the pushing the limit where it goes. Well, it's good to meet you. Good luck, and we'll talk to you later on during the season. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for having me. And coming on A's Cast Live, 
two old friends. We'll start with Chip Hale, now the head coach at the University of Arizona. He came by to talk about the guys that came over from the Nats and what he's doing with the Wildcats. Chip, how are you? It's Chris Pounds with the Oakland A's. Chris, good to hear your voice, buddy. Everything's great. Well, first off, congratulations on getting the gig at your alma mater. I mean, when we saw that, we thought, oh, what a special deal. I'm so happy for you. you got to be thrilled. Yeah, no, we're, 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 we're thrilled as a family, and it's great to be back at, uh, at, at the U. And I think about your history there as a player, and uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, and I think for you as a coach watching today, was this one of the best days in baseball you've ever seen in your career? Today, yeah, this this whole trading deadline. Well, I'm I'm just telling you that I'm I'm, I'm catching up on it on uh, on Twitter and and on MLB trade rumors because I am in Lake Point, Georgia, watching uh, 23 and 24 grads uh, recruiting them. So we're 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 off and running here. Oh, that's great! That you're on the recruiting trail, much different than pro ball. Yeah, a little different, yeah. <laughs> well, Chip, I got to tell you, so many names moved to so many different teams. We've never seen a day like this in baseball history with so many teams who said, you know what, there's two months left, we're in it, there's no waiver wire process. I mean, and you know what it's like to win a championship. What does that mean when the front office adds players to the clubhouse? What does that mean to the staff and the team? Well, it definitely gives you a lift. I mean, it, there's no doubt about it, and it can work the other way for teams that don't do anything. We, I've been in that situation also where it's a big letdown. So, obviously, those guys have to perform when they show up and, and, and do the things that they're going to help the team win games and win a championship. But right out of the shoot, you'll, you'll, you'll see guys play with a little more pep tonight and, and just knowing those guys, some reinforcements are coming in. Yeah, I want to talk about two guys that you were with, Josh Harrison. Tell, tell us what we're getting with him. Yeah, a lot of energy, a lot of energy. He's had a great year. I've watched him really closely. Uh, when I was in Detroit this year, uh, I'd watch a lot of the Nats games just to check up on the guys. And he he kind of had a, a resurgence in his career. I mean, he was a guy three, four years ago that everybody wanted when he was in Pittsburgh and, and um, hasn't really performed as well. And, and he's doing that again this year and playing all over, obviously playing every position on the field. Um, he can come off the bench and hit. Uh, he'll be, you know, the way Bob uses players, he's going to be a big addition for you guys. Yeah, the versatility. Talk to that. How that's just so important to not only play a bunch of different positions, but also do it well. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. He can go out and play left field as good as anybody, and then come in and play third or second base. Um, and that, that's huge. And again, he's a veteran who knows how to come off the bench and hit uh, when you need it in the ninth inning. If he, if he has to do that for him, Bob, so it, it's. It's a great addition. And then you bring in Gomes, who obviously is a quality catcher. And one thing that we've lacked uh, on this on this club is making a lot of contact. And Harrison hitting 295 and Gomes hitting 271 immediately ups the, the A's batting average. Talk to us what we're getting behind the dish with Gomes. Yeah, Jan is, is a true professional. Uh, he really handles pitchers very, very well. Uh, I remember going back to the World Series in 19. Um, you know, Suzuki would always catch Max. You know, we kind of picked one or two guys for Zook to catch, and then Jan caught the rest of them. Well, Zook got hurt, and Max is a very difficult guy to catch, whether it's his sign sequence, uh, the way he does things. 
and and uh, Jan went in there and did an unbelievable job of just adjusting and, and being the pro. Uh, he's not gonna let any balls get by him. He's a, he throws the ball well. Uh, they're not gonna run on him. And this year he's hitting. He's hitting way better than he has in the last couple. It's really cool. So uh, again, a guy that's just kind of had a little bit of a resurgence with the bat, and uh, he's gonna hit. So he'll he'll hit some home runs for you. What does it mean to bring in two players that have the World Series pedigree and they have the experience? It means the world. I'm, I'm telling you guys, it, that's the hardest part when you go through it is just what to expect from series to series. As you guys saw last year, winning the wild card series and then you know have, getting beat by Houston. Everyone you go to is a little different, and those guys have that experience. Jan especially just knows – you know, how you have to just bad game, let it go, move on to the next one. That was the great thing about the 19 team is we had some tough ones and those guys were able to just sort of let it roll off their back. So he, he knows how to navigate it. He'll be able to big situations with pitchers. He'll be able to walk out there and uh, calm them down and, and get them in the right place. And then we had one of the biggest trades that we've ever seen at the history of the deadline and Trey Turner and Max Scherzer going to the L.A. Dodgers. When you heard that was going down, uh, what were your thoughts? I was shocked. I was truly shocked. I, I knew Max would probably end up somewhere uh, because he's at the end of his contract with the Nats. But Trey, I, that, that one shocked me. Uh, he's a guy, to me, with Juan Soto, you build a team around. And, uh, it's It saddens me because he was a great national, and, and obviously we all won the World Series together. So... Um, that was a tough one to see, but he's going to add so much to them. I, I guess Seager's um, been injured. And the thing about Trey is he could play short. He could walk out to center field and be one of the best center fielders in the league. So I, I think once everybody gets healthy for them, as the Dodgers do, uh, they do an unbelievable job of moving guys around and, and putting them in spots to be successful. So, I mean, he's a guy that can lead off, steal a base whenever you need it. And, and he has, big-time power, so he's a really, really good player. You know, I, I think about championship teams, how, the, how they bring communities together, and two teams I'm really thinking about, I'm thinking about your Washington Nationals championship team, and I think about the 2016 Chicago Cubs where they broke the, the curse of the GOAT. I got to think for those fan bases that, that love these players and love these teams, it has to be a sad day to see all of your players that won, champion, won a championship for you they're all going to be trying on new uniforms. Yeah, it is that. You know, those Cubs guys and, and the Nats guys. But, again, you know, the way baseball has become, uh, you just hope, and I don't know, you know, what players went which way on the other side, that those are guys that now you can build the next dynasty with, with you know, in, in Chicago or Washington or all these different places, you know, where guys, if you get the quality players uh, – you know, then it's worth it because, like I said, Max is going to be a free agent. Trey had a couple more years. That was um, they must have got some really, really good players because Mike Rizzo is is a really good GM and a really good talent evaluator. So um, the guys they got, it must be good players. Uh, you you know, your good friend Bob was uh, thrilled with getting Star Starlin Marte. Uh, tell us what you give me a scouting report on Marte. Oh, uh, he's. He's, he's excellent. As a hitter, uh, he was always one of those guys that was really difficult in big spots. He's really quiet and, so, and 
he's really short stride, so you can't really fool him. That was one of the big things with him. And then on defense, he's a fantastic center fielder. I mean, you guys are just loaded to go here. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Starling, you think you add him to Ramon Laureano and Matt Chapman. I mean, how much does that improve your defense? Well, and don't forget about the big first baseman now. That guy's a gold glover over there. Come on. So you got a, you got you got the middle, you got the the corners. Um, it's almost like you know, these other teams have done some stuff too now. So this is this is pretty exciting going down the stretch. You're gonna have some superpowers. Yeah, they, they, a lot of teams change their odds. A lot of teams change their look. No question today at the deadline. Hey, we appreciate your time because we know you're out there recruiting. But, hey, we're, we're now all going to be uh, uh, University of Arizona fans. We're going to be pulling for you in the Pac-12, and we can't be more happy for you going going back to your alma mater. Well, I appreciate it, Chris, and um, I wish you A's luck. I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm the biggest A's fan you can have right now. Take care, buddy. Be well and be safe. All right. Thank you. And our last old friend, Mike Gallego, one of my favorite A's coaches, a terrific A's player, a World Series champion, now the bench coach for the Angels. Here's Gags. You know, we've been playing a lot of these greatest games in Oakland A's history, and one guy keeps popping up in these highlights. And, Mike, it is great to hear your voice. And uh, we've been talking a lot about you lately. We miss you. How are you down in Anaheim? (laughs) Uh, it's, you know, if, if I have to be somewhere else other than Oakland, Anaheim's not a bad place to hang out. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I really, uh, I really appreciate the new management in here. Uh, Perry and Alex Tamman, they've been done a hell of a job with, uh, uh, you know, the way they handle the staff and they, the information they give us and the voice they give us. So it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to be with a group of, of people that uh, really want your input and, um, you know, and then, of course, you know, our leader, Joe Madden, he's a treat every single day to, to be able to stand next to him every day and, and um, uh, learn from him. Uh, I'm very fortunate. Let's put it that way. I'm very fortunate at this point. You know, with Joe, like I've never interviewed him. I've never met him, but he, but he seems like really a hell of a guy, like just like good people. What's it like to work for him? Uh, you hit it right on the nose. Hell of a guy. No doubt about it. Um, as far as um, in tune with every single pitch, it's amazing how you can sit there and talk to him about uh, uh, the newest restaurant that's in the area or uh, a golf swing uh, or how he missed that putt. And uh, and then all of a sudden he's yelling at He's barking at umpire about a pitch that's out, out inches outside. You know, his his mind, how it works is, is uh, not like most people. He's he's really uh, he really uh, is the guy that um, calms everything down. Uh, he, you never see him uh, anxious about anything, um, but he will protect his players and his staff uh, at the drop of a hat, you know, and um, yeah, he's, he's pretty intense um, when it comes to the, the baseball side of things, but um, you wouldn't think it when, if you're sitting next to him in the dugout, because we are talking about, uh, like I said, from golf to restaurants to music, uh, he's very, very eccentric. He's, he's uh, a lot of fun to be around, no doubt. I hear he's got a hell of a wine cellar. Have you been able, able to tap into that? Uh, we're working on that. We're working on that. He's moving to uh, Arizona, so he'll be a little closer to me. So uh, hopefully there'll be some barbecues in that big backyard he's got. You know, I think about, you know, what what you did as a player here with the Oakland Athletics, and there's a, 
a generation of people who will always remember you as one of the great A's during one of the great times. And like I said, Vince Catronio has been doing this series where they're going over the greatest games in A's history. You know the history of the 70s and also what you guys did in the 80s. What does that mean to you that a fan base still today, the way they revere you and think about you is very special? Well, you know, um, obviously it's it's uh, uh, something that um, it's hard for me to accept because I never looked at myself as, you know, one of the great players of, of you know, the teams that I was on. I was very I was just a piece in my mind, just a piece of the puzzle that helped, uh, you know, uh, in any way I can. But um, for people to like, you know, listening to you and and hearing Vinny's talking about it and I'm sure Korak and, and all the rest of the fellas over there, uh, it's, it's something that I'm very proud of, obviously, to uh, be a part of. Uh, it's something that, uh, you know, um, you know, once an A, always an A. And, and um, then to be a part of those winning teams is, is uh, every once in a while, uh, you know, we'll see a highlight. And these players here in this clubhouse, these young players will look up to me and, and come up to me and say, hey, I didn't know you played. Uh, (laughs) and I'm like, yeah, believe it or not, this little guy played a little bit and they said, man, you know, you you can pick it. And I said, yeah, you know, that's, if I could hit, I wouldn't probably be coaching right now, but I can definitely pick it and it kept me in the game. So, uh, no, uh, it's something that, uh, I'll cherish, you know, for the rest of my life, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, the, the friendship and the camaraderie of, of my teammates and the coaching staff and the fans, obviously, uh, it's something very special to my heart, and, and um, it's something that, um, uh, you know, you'll never forget. And uh, I'm just glad that I was able to uh, experience that, and, and uh, my young, young my family was able to experience that, something that uh, uh, they'll never forget either. So it, it's great memories and, and um, something I'm very, very proud of to be a part of, no doubt. You know, when you look back in baseball history and you look at some of the teams that you're on, just so many dynamic, great players, and a great era in A's baseball when you're going to World Series and, of course, winning the World Series in 1989. But it just wasn't like a regular team. This was a team that was – because I was in high school at the time, and we, you know, we idolized you guys. You guys were like rock stars. I mean, to think <laughs> of what the A's were like during that time versus what the A's were before and what they've been since, uh, it's never been the same. Just talk about when you traveled. You guys, it's like it was like you guys were like the Chicago Bulls before the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, um, uh, you know, going to visiting hotels, uh, we didn't go into the front door. They always drove us around the back, and we went into the service elevators um, because there's too much. There's too many people in the in the lobby. Uh, we couldn't get through. I mean, they they wanted to see uh, the Oakland A's. They wanted to uh, uh, get an autograph if they can of from Conseco or McGuire, um, you know, it, it was, it was it, like you said, exactly. We, we felt like, um, you know, we were rock stars because of the way that the fans reacted to us. But when we got in the clubhouse, um, we knew what we had to do. Um, we, uh, you know, did whatever we could to help win a baseball game for the Oakland A's. And that was, that was the main thing that everyone had on their mind. It was amazing how popular and, um, you know, how, uh, excited people were to see the Oakland A's, but at the same time, we always respected the opponent. We respected the fans. We respected each other. And we came to the ballpark ready to work every day. And, and obviously that stemmed from Tony. We never took anything for granted. 
And even though if there was any, ever a team that could take things for granted, these were the teams, but we never did. We took every day like it was our last day to play together. And, and that's how we handled things. That's how we control. That's how we kept things um, in, in um, perspective. And uh, uh, we really, the old saying of taking one pitch one day at a time, Tony was amazing how he got these superstars to think that way. And if we didn't, if we got ahead of ourselves, hey, we were just as vulnerable as the next thing. But the way we thought and the way we, we attacked every single pitch and every single day uh, was tremendous to see, you know, uh, a group of men that were superstars to think that way every day. What's it like today when you guys play the White Sox and you get to see Tony and Tony is back in uniform? What is that like for you? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I was fortunate to have Tony here last year as a uh, uh, counselor, basically uh, for the you know assistant for the uh, general manager. So he was with us a lot. Um, you know, it was COVID year, obviously, and it was it was a little different. But he was around quite a bit last year, and and um, it, it was funny to to be hanging out with him. Um, you know, in this aspect, as far as working together as in the, as the coaching staff. And uh, I never got an t- opportunity to do that. I just, it was a manager and, and player uh, relationship. And last year I got to do it more of a coaching relationship. And um, he, he, you know, obviously I've, I learned quite a bit that um, there was a lot more respect there from him to me than I, than I thought. Um, he, you know, he asked for a lot of um, advice, you know, because I was with the angels, you know, prior to him coming in here. So he always wanted to know how things worked around here. So now that I see him back on the other side, um, uh, you know, it, the intensity is still there. Obviously there's a few more gray hairs. Well, he colored, he covers them up. So somehow, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, he's, he's always prepared, you know, his team's prepared. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to see how uh, he deals with the, the millennials. And I, you know, uh, his old school ways, uh, he sneaks them in there, you know, they're still millennials, but he still has, um, uh, he's, he, you know, who's in charge of that ship. And, uh, Tony's, um, always going to be that guy. And, and, uh, he's a leader and, and those guys seem to have, to have accepted him and understand his ways. And, um, you know, look what they're doing as a team. You know, they're, uh, you know, one of the, uh, uh toughest teams out there at this point and, um, doesn't surprise me at all. But it kind of surprised me to see him back in the dugout, no doubt. We're all getting a little older, and it's amazing that he can still go out there at his age and, um, and grind and battle the way he still does. Well, it's hard not to marvel at Shohei Otani. I mean, this, is, uh, this story is just incredible. A guy that can lead the league in home runs, run the way he does, throw the ball 100 miles an hour in all the different pitches, and, and he seems, you know, we talk about Joe Madden be a hell of a guy. He seems... Like he's a hell of a guy. Uh, what's it like to be around Shohei Otani every day? And it's just—is this the greatest skill set you've ever seen? Without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, you can compare. You know, you can bring. You know, the guys that I've played with, obviously the Conseco, uh, Ricky Hendersons. Uh, you know, the, the superstars of the day back then that were uh, multi-talented. You know, with speed and power. Um, but you throw in the pitching side of things and you go, oh, that's right. He pitches too. You know, you keep forgetting because, you know, he pitches once every five days. So um, until he's on the mound, you don't really think of him as a pitcher, obviously, because he's such a force 
in our lineup as a DH and a base dealer. Um, so it's, it's a tremendous. It's amazing when you sit there and watch and put it all together and go, wait a minute, you know, as a bench coach, now I'm, um, I've got him in the lineup in the American league game and he's hitting for himself. And you know, you're, 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 you're like, wait, there's no DH. He, it's, it's just, it's just mind boggling, you know, and the guy can go out there and you think, okay, well, I'm pitching today. Uh, I'm not going to run today. You know, I don't, I don't, he comes in. First thing he does comes in the morning and asks me, Hey, what is the pitcher's times? He wants to know their times. He wants to know how to catch your throws. He wants to know, you know, he, you know, he wants to run all the time. We have to shut him down at times because he, he's, he's ready to go at all times. So um, the energy, um, the power, the speed, uh, the enthusiasm, the fun this kid has, and the light. Everyone just loves this guy. He treats everybody um, very, very respectful. With, without the bowing, he's so respectful. You know, and, and uh, it, it's definitely something that, um, uh, you know, one, one thing, let's put this, one thing I said to myself as a player that I wish I had done, I never was much of a, a collector of items of any type, but I wish, one thing I wish I would have done, I wish I would have taken more pictures with my teammates and the coaches that I've passed, played through with. This, now that I'm older, I definitely got to get a picture of this guy with me because he's going to be talked about, you know, forever. Uh, this is something that we're all uh, getting a chance to see for the, you know, with our own eyes and, uh, you know, the, the disbelief of what he does every day is easy to do, to understand, but you better believe it because this guy's for real and he's one of the best I've ever seen. It, it reminds me of Little League. You know, the one guy who's the best pitcher, he's the best hitter, he's the best running the bases. You know, there was always that one guy in Little League that's better than everybody else at everything. But this isn't Little League. This is Major League Baseball. It's crazy. Major League Baseball. Yeah, he, he definitely belongs in another league, no doubt about it. The one the one above this one. He's, he's that good. It's amazing. It's And, and to watch, watch his, his peers you know, watch in awe of him and, and get excited to see what he's doing. I mean, you got Mike Trout cheering his butt off every single day that this guy comes to the plate, you know, and, and wait, can't wait to see him swing the bat. So it, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And he definitely is the all-star of the little league team. No doubt about it. So here at my home studio, let's end on this. Uh, speaking of collecting stuff, I have stuff over the years, all the years working for the A's, I can look at my Raleigh Fingers bobblehead or my Ricky Henderson or my Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, you name it, Sean Doolittle, Matt Chapman. But I still have the only time the A's have put out what we call an action figure is the Mike <laughs> Gallego, a third base coach, where your arm, you wind up your arm. You're the only guy ever in A's history to have an action figure. Well... <laughs> That is something that, you know what, um, that is my gold gloves that I never, that I never got, you know, uh, to, for me to have an action figure from the Oakland A's, um, that, that put the icing on, on the cake for me, for my career. I knew, uh, I obviously was appreciated from, from the organization, from Billy and, 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 um, the fans, uh, uh, you know, always treated me well there. And, and, um, you know, for me to sit here and, and have my own action figure, like I said, it, it's the gold glove that I always wish I had an opportunity to get and never got. And uh, it's something that I'm very proud of. And um, it's it's uh, matter of fact, Joe Madden has one on his desk right now. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's 
I guess, you know, you, you put your name, um, on the, on the, uh, on the block when, uh, when you get an action figure, no doubt about it. And uh, not too many people can say they have one. And, um, like I said, I, I can't believe it, but, uh, I'm very proud of it. And, and I, I'm very thankful for the A's organization to, uh, uh, put me on that little, little guy with a uh, winding arm, no doubt about it. Well, this fan base will always love you and you'll always be in Oakland A and we miss you. We wish you all the best with the family and be well and be safe and let's talk soon. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thank you uh, for uh, even thinking about talking to me. Appreciate it. Well, I'd like to thank Andrew Chafin, Jan Gomes, Chip Hale, and Mike Gallego. Thank you for listening to A's Unfiltered. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.